It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucratic the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. I thank you for joining us. Each of you are treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And uh, we're seeing that uh, this is becoming a historic moment. And you were made for this moment. I get to work with a lot of great people. And that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Yeah, happy Thursday. You know, I'm still trying to digest that uh, being born for this moment. (laughs) I I don't have the uh, uh, intestinal fortitude for this moment. Uh, I think that you do. You are such an integral part Uh, As we work to look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, we search for truth and clarity. And that's that's our litmus test. And my friends, if something is a good idea in this battle of ideas, you don't have to force it. You shouldn't you don't need to shut down the other side. You should be able to engage in the battle of ideas. But if the idea is not a good one and it can't stand on its own, then that's where you start to see force, coercion. All of that stuff coming in, Steve. Or downright silliness, like what's coming out of the the bill of the day this last, I don't know, how many days in a row now have we seen something that's just, it's just silly. There's no other word to describe it. Uh, exactly. And uh, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. And, and what you're referring to is down at the legislature, they're giving teeny tiny little reprieves on taxes, uh, kind of appearing like they want to help small business. And we realize, but they're not doing anything to get rid of the onerous legislation or initiatives that were passed that are really uh, hurting small businesses. So they're doing little carrots here and there so that they can go out on the stump and say, hey, we're, we're trying to help you small businesses. And that's why we do this show. My friends, I would highly recommend that you recommend this to other people. I know that there is a lot of information out there. But we do a lot of work to try to percolate some of these issues to the top. And as you know, we have these great guests today in the first segment, uh, Bob Boswell, who is uh, with Laramie Energy. He's the CEO. And this is our health and hydrocarbons show. And when we started these, Steve, we talked about affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy. And at that time, people were just kind of taking it for granted. Remember, gas was uh, around $2 a gallon, and you were able to heat your home and go on vacations, you know, drive your car. Now, we realize efficient, abundant, reliable, and what's the efficient, abundant, reliable, and affordable energy <laughs> is something that really powers our lives. <laughs> And I've been watching ever since uh, you know we started to see the price of gas creeping up. You know, knock on wood, uh, 
uh, you and I, we both remember the oil embargoes that... Speak for yourself. Manifested themselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let you do that. Uh, manifest themselves back in, uh, what, 1973 and 74. Now, there the issue became... Uh, what would you say? Um, afford reliable reliability kind of took a hit. Mm -hmm. You could there were times where you had a hard time finding a gas station that had gasoline. So so far the reliability factor is there. The gasoline is there. It's just the affordability. It's very expensive right now. And my gosh, you know, and this is hurting the everyday person. Uh, the, the, these PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. Uh, say that they're, they're trying to imply that they're for the little guy. I tell you what, the little guy, the, the little family that's trying to get ahead, they're seeing their, the values of their homes go up here in the metro area. They're not selling their home. They need a place to stay, to live. But guess what? Their taxes are going up. And you know what? PBIs could do something about it. They could do a temporary reduction in the mill levies. Uh, and I would really call on um, county commissioners to do that, is to reduce that, uh, that mill levy. Do they have the guts? Uh, you, none of them are probably going to do it permanently, because if they reduced it permanently, then if they were going to increase it under Tabor, they'd have to come and ask you if that's okay. But they could do it. I'm pretty sure they can do a temporary mill levy decrease to well, help from, people. From the pushback department, and this is me pushing back against our dear president, somebody figured out that when they send him out there with his little list of things to talk about, just recently, I heard him say to a reporter, I guess, because the question was the Keystone Pipeline, and his traditional fa fashion, he, you know, he got that sneer, and he says, "That's not due. To, that was not due to be completed for another two years. So give me a break, man." And I thought, well, wait a minute, you give us a break, man, because, <laughs> all right, so maybe it wouldn't have been completing and carrying oil, but now that you've delayed it, you've also delayed that day where it would be carrying oil exactly. and doing what it was designed to do. Exactly, exactly. So he's at least delayed it over a year. And and they can't just they can't just snap their fingers and start that again and get everybody hired. Oh. I mean my gosh. You it, tell the administration that. Yes, I know. So okay, let's go ahead and go through some of these other things here. Yes. Check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. And if by the end of the day, this is our goal, by the end of the business day, that we'll have the podcast with the show summary uh, up. And what you do is just click on the image. And Zach does such creative images. And so click on the image. That'll bring up the show summary as well as the podcast will be in there. Um, sign up for our weekly email newsletter. That way you know what's going to happen this week. And uh, my gosh, we've got great guests and and we've added the second hour. We're on now six to eight, and wanted to explain to all of you on the rebroadcast. The six to seven hour is rebroadcast in the afternoon, one to two p.m. The seven to eight hour is rebroadcast at the end of the day, uh, on, from ten to eleven, and that is on all KLZ platforms. Uh, let's see. This week we're going to have Brad Beck's op-ed as well as that podcast that Dr. Jill Vecchio and I recorded yesterday, which is part do part two of her, um, of the great reset. Another barn burner, another barn burner. Speaking of that, the girls came over and Dr. Jill, uh, gave her presentation. She actually has great visuals and unfortunately can't do that on radio, but, um, 
it was it was a robust group, and she answered a lot of questions. Producer Steve. Yeah, I went out to walk the dog, and the tear, tear <laughs> gas came wafting over. But oh, not really. I don't have a dog. <laughs> Um, hey, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com, and thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for, as I mentioned, truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, or livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or the latest silent thief is government-induced inflation. I think I'm going to add another one on there. And you and I were talking about guests for next week. And I said, what's something on your radar that you want to talk about? And you, you said mass psychosis. And I said, okay. So I quickly you know, <laughs> went, to the, <laughs> went to my computer and um, put in experts on mass psychosis. And who came up was Dr. Robert Malone who was, that was the interview that Joe Rogan received all of the heat about uh, from, you know, all kinds of different, different sides. So anyway, Dr. Robert Malone is the expert on that. So I emailed him, said, would you like to be on the show next week? And he said, sure. Can we talk about the roots of that, where I, you know, where I was coming? You're the one who put the mass psychosis label on it, which is accurate. Oh, I thought it was you. It was no, me? No, it was you who put the, the, that, that term to it, and, and that's accurate. I was whining about this this whole thing we now know as fake news, and already I'm starting to see reports where the state of South Dakota is being denied, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, permission to put on a fireworks display at Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July. And I think it's already been maybe tagged as fake news, but I said, you know, the damage has already been done to me personally. The fact that a government would shut down something like that on the 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. Okay, how about if I tell you what the positive is on that? Is there one? And that is, as I say all the time, the veil is coming off Ah. and we see what's going on. And I think that's pretty difficult to explain to everybody except the radical activist Democrats. I think most people still like the the idea of America, and I think they still like to celebrate the 4th of July. So the positive is, is the veil is off on that. How's that? Okay, I'll take it. Okay. If we discuss it next week, I can't wait to see where it goes. <laughs> we will. Let's talk a little bit about America's veteran stories. Ah. And uh, that broadcast on Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4 p.m. And then there are rebroadcasts of our other ones, uh, 10 to 11 on Sunday night and then 10 to 11 on Saturday night. But what a great guest, and that is retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Bill Rutledge. And uh, he's 93 years old, and what an amazing career. And he's he's so up-to-date on current events that we're going to have him as a guest on the Kim Munson Show next week. But And we'll have him again as a guest on America's Veterans Stories because I learned so much about the history of Vietnam and the end of Korea and so much. And uh, so I, I really encourage you all to tune into the show. It's a great one, Steve. 
It is, and you know, as you well know, the uh, as you really well know, the the aging process, you know, hits us all in different ways. <laughs> but here's a 93 year old man whose whose recall and whose uh, ability to express himself is better than a lot of 50 year olds. Absolutely. <clears throat> so be sure and tune in. That is Sunday, uh, three to four p.m. One other thing, Helen Raleigh and I have our media training workshop this Saturday. It is from 8.30 to 12.30 in the morning. Uh, you can go to my website to register and get your, pay your registration there. We have an amazing group of people that will be in this workshop, just like last time. It was pretty amazing. Uh, but we still have a few spots available. So if you would like to to learn a lot from and she's a real pro she's you know on fox national all the time and newsmax she writes for the federalist uh she pieces in the wall street journal uh it really i think i think it's a great workshop the response we've gotten is is great and uh, would love to have you join us so that is at my website uh, boy now that we have two hours some of the girls said last night Kim, you seem like you're slowing things down a little bit since you have the two hours. And I realize, Steve, we still have so much to talk about. And here we are, ready for the next break. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. So before we do that, though, I, I uh, Hooters Restaurants is a great sponsor of the show. And I uh, ordered the Wednesday special, buy 20 wings, get 10 for free. That's for dine in or to go. And I, I changed it just a little bit. I asked for all drums, drumsticks, and I like them very crispy. And so I made that request, and they were really good last night, Producer Steve. You know, you keep talking about this, and I, I not, you think I learned my lesson from the last time. I accidentally cut the line at this event. It's a big mistake. But, <laughs> but the, the food you're serving sounds like it'd be very... Very worth it. It was. It is. So there's five locations: Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland. And they are having specials for March. Ma- they call them March Magic, but for our March Madness games. And now I'm really getting interested because we're down to what the Sweet Sixteen, isn't that right? Sorry, I, I'm not following. Oh, you're not paying attention. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go to break. When we come back, I um, we have a bill of the day. And a couple of other things that I'd like to chat about before we get Bob Boswell on to talk about energy and health and hydrocarbons and how um, affordable, reliable, efficient, and affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy powers our lives. I normally have that just right off the the tip of my tongue. But um, anyway, we'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we greatly appreciate all of our sponsors and all of you that help us. Our bill of the day is House Bill 221305. And primary sponsors are Democrats. That's Representatives Caraveo and Matt Gray. Both Democrats, no Republican support. Uh, Patty makes this uh, commentary. It's, it is election year. Another bill to make the D's look good? This is a pause on the tax for, the, for only one year for business owners and a tax that will still be paid and paid by all taxpayers. And it's the paid family medical leave premium reduction. Concerning a temporary reduction of the premium an employer must pay for each of its employees for the purposes of the Paid Family and Medical Leave Insurance Act. And it says uh, starting January 1 of 2023 through June 30th of 2023. Okay, that's only that's only six months, right? Am I reading that right, Steve? <laughs> You're well, passing legislation for six months, reducing this from nine-tenths of one percent to 81 hundredths of one percent? All right. Now, this is embarrassing. Stop right there. I, my math is not my forte, but I think even I can figure that out. Nine-tenths of one percent to 81 hundredths of one percent. Is that only one-tenth of one percent? Uh, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> we're going to embarrass ourselves here. It's not very much. It's, I'm going to just pe- say It's it. less than peanuts. It's for six months. Honest, honestly, this is what they're doing down there when, when we we've been t- having these shows about the uh, electric grid where they should be shore- shoring that up, and they're doing a six month bill of the day. This is embarrassing, my friends. If these are your representatives, we need to be talking to people and 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 uh, voting these people out. Well, let's pair it up with the other bill of the day that came earlier this week regarding uh, what small business right taxation. Right. Again, almost you know, only the duration is only one year. Right. You're executing it in a election year, and it's nothing. And I think I figured out it was really at the maximum would be about thirty eight dollars that a small business would save. So shall we button this up? What does this really mean, my friends? Is these bills show that uh, that people really can do better if they have lower taxes? if there's lower regulations. And so instead of just doing these temporary little things, let's get let's get busy and do something real uh, for people instead of uh, just kind of these little carrots, these little crumbs, uh, just because it's an election year. I want to move on, though, to a couple of other things, and this one I'm deeply concerned about. And they're actually related. And that is, first of all, uh, I, I actually don't know how to pronounce the Supreme Court nominee, is it Kentonji? Is that right? Kentonji. Kentonji uh, Brown Jackson. Uh, apparently, she refused to define the word woman. And I'm thinking this is so interesting because didn't Joe Biden say that he was going to nominate a black woman? But if you can't define woman, how, we do, how do we know that she is a woman? And actually, the Democrats say, that they don't know what a woman is, but yet, I mean, do, does this not seem just goofy to, to you, Steve? Well, let's take it from the top. He, on the campaign trail, he utters out, he blurts out that, yes, I'm going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. All right, what 
what was that? That was vote buying at its finest. It is. Now, you know, for all the wrong reasons, because, all right, he, he already cut in half the number of potential uh, candidates in terms of their gender. And then he, you know, he pushes the, the race button at the same time. Now, fine. Any of the cons, uh, potential candidates, if they had been, just happened to be black women, wonderful. But the way he tainted this process from the get-go. And then, now, all right, so we have you know, Ms. Jackson here. She's obviously quick on her feet. When she declined to define woman, she realized that was a trap because no matter how she defined it, it was going to come back and haunt her. So, you know, not to take away from what, the point that you just made, I think, you know, these people are so uh, nefarious, I guess, they, they won't even answer a simple question. I never believed that we would be in a society where we would not acknowledge the difference between man and woman, that we would have a Supreme, somebody that is nominated to the Supreme Court that would not understand. I mean, it's basic natural law. If you look at it, in nature's law, there is male and female. So this is, this is, it's actually kind of nuts that we've gotten to this point. But I want to go on and connect these two dots here for you. It used to be that when little kids were in preschool, they were learning their ABCs. They were learning how to count. They were learning how to, to stand in line. They got to go out to recess and run around. And they got to be children. What we have seen with uh, now this LGBTQ agenda is that that it's really grooming our children and teaching kids th- th- things that they wouldn't even be thinking about. And here we have the uh, noted, and this is from an Epoch Times uh, piece by Zachary Stiber. He said that, uh, in this is the interaction if you haven't heard it, um, Judge Jackson was asked during day two of her confirmation hearings whether she could provide a definition of the wood, word woman. No, I can't, Jackson said. I'm not a biologist. This is concerning to me. Jackson sits on the board of Georgetown Day School, where students as young as five are taught they can choose to be a different gender. First of all, honest to Pete, I cannot believe that instead of their their ABCs, that they're having these conversations with five-year-olds. But then I want to take this over to this from The Federalist by Spencer Lidquist. It says, Nike and the YMCA team up with OnlyFans prostitute to teach kids explicit dancing. It says, Nike and OnlyFans creator, the Burbank, California YMCA, and an LGBT activist group teamed up to teach children a style of dance called Vogue which is popular in the LGBT circles and frequently features sexually explicit acts. The Burbank Social Impact Center, a subdivision of the Burbank YMCA, hosted an event with a performer, an OnlyFans creator who goes by the name of Honey Balazinga, I guess. I, I, I guess that's probably Italian. Sorry about that, guys. The event, which was called Intro to Vogue, was sponsored by Nike and attended by a number of children. It says uh, the performers' Instagram and TikTok accounts are replete with highly sexual performances, including some with partial nudity. Some performances bear sexually explicit captions, and I'm not going to say those, and others that are far more grotesque. 
my friends, this is what would be called grooming of children, uh, preparing them to possibly be victims of predators. In the old days, we all knew of predators, knew about predators. I did in my school. Uh, There was a teacher that would invite kids over, uh, and my mother would never let me go. And I'm like, hey, all the kids are going over to this teacher's house, and I'd like to go. And I thought she was really mean. As I look back at it, I realized that she was really trying to protect me. Uh, Because I actually, looking back, I think that, you know, it's the old thing, uh, show movies, and you don't quite know where it's going to go from there. And I remember that um, one of my children, my daughter, uh, had a coach that, uh, and again, these were all, at the time, the girls were probably in seventh and eighth grade on the team, and they had some time between a game, we were in the metro area, and he said, hey, everybody, just come on over to my house, and we'll watch some movies. I, as the mom, I said, I'm going too. And I could tell that he was, he was really mad that I insisted that I be there as well. And uh, so there were no movies that were shown there. They got some pizza and hung out, and then we went back to the fields. But my friends, we have to be vigilant as parents, as grandparents, because this agenda is grooming our children. And Nike, the YMCA, this is unbelievable that they would be a part of this, which is grooming our children uh, for predators. And we're ha- seeing it in preschools. We're seeing it in school. The sex education uh, legislation that was passed a few years ago. I read the whole thing. It's unbelievable. Our kids are falling behind. You compare us to China. They're not doing this with our students in China. I bet they're not doing this with their students in Russia. They're teaching them um, you know, math and physics. And we need to be teaching history and uh, our uh, you know, civic knowledge and science. And there's only so many hours in a day. And if you're taking the school day, part of that day to be teaching this kind of stuff, instead of the things that can help our kids have the tools to be successful, then it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out our kids are going to fall behind. And we do not want our children to fall behind, Steve. Well, um, I'm sure it can be borne out in um, a number of different ways. The, you know, the... (sighs) populations of um, public schools versus the charter schools and other private institutions that are growing and you know parents new parents when their kids become school age are looking for other potential venues well they are and that is why my friends it is important to be vigilant as parents as grand- grandparents as community community members and again another positive and something that was very difficult with our kids and COVID and the shutdowns and kids at home, parents saw what the curriculum is. And um, now I can't remember which legislator is running this, but there is a bill that's, I think, working its way through the Colorado legislature, at least hopefully it's being proposed, that that the curriculum be uh, accessible for community members and parents to see what is being taught to our children. We talk about these important issues uh, because we want to help you get your brain around them. And you, uh, hopefully you're thinking about it, how you can talk with your friends and your family. But the show comes to you because of you who sponsor us, as well as all of these great people that I get to work with. 
And on the line with me is Danielle Green with Kirsch Insurance Group. They are specialists in the Medicare arena, and they work with a lot of different companies, so they can really help you uh, save money uh, potentially on Medicare. Danielle Green, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Kim. Thank you for having me. A lot of people are getting a surprise with their Medicare premiums right now. They've gone up significantly, and you can very possibly help them with that. Correct, Danielle? That is correct. Last year, their Part B base premium was one forty eight fifty. This year, we saw that go up to one seventy ten. It's one of the biggest oh increases they've taken in fourteen years. Um, there are plans out there um, that people can utilize um, that can help lower that cost. Um, it's called a Part B give back. Um, so, if people are interested, that is something we can absolutely help them navigate through. Well, does it cost anything for the people to give you a call and check this out? Nope. All of our services are 100% free, um, and we are always happy to help and truly just give people the knowledge. Danielle, you and I both agree knowledge is power, and this is such a, a huge increase that uh, I know that a lot of people on fixed incomes, this is a big surprise, and so I really recommend that they reach out to you. What's the best way to reach out to you, uh, uh, Danielle? Absolutely. So there's a few ways to reach out to us. Um, you can go online and you can find us at com, or you can call us here directly at the office. Um, our best contact number is, I know, on your webpage. It is also 303-397-7830. Um, and we're happy to give people guidance, like I said, and the knowledge and how do we navigate that price increase? Well, I think that's very important, and it's important. Knowledge is power, and it sets you up for success, and Kirsch Insurance Group can certainly help with that. Again, that website is iKirsch, that's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com, iKirsch.com. Danielle, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thank you. Talk to you soon. And we'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. 
On the line with me is Bob Boswell, a great partner of the show, uh, Laramie Energy, uh, which he is CEO, and Karis Oil & Gas also, uh, have been sponsoring our Health and Hydrocarbon show. And my friends, we had been taking it for granted, uh, and that is affordable, efficient, abundant, and reliable energy. And uh, we're realizing that bad public policy uh, is the thing that is making our energy prices go up so much. And Bob Boswell, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Ken. Good morning. Great to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. And Bob, I was thinking about it. It has been such a roller coaster since you became a partner of the show. Uh, I remember what it was a couple of years ago around this time that uh, it, um, oil prices were down significantly. I mean, did it get below forty dollars a barrel? I think it went negative at one point in time. Effects of the pandemic, uh, but some of it was just a function of some of the policies that uh, we were operating under at the time. <clears throat> And here we are now, and and I, I blew through our quote for the day, Bob. I normally do a quote for the day, and uh, I, I've neglected to do that. But yet, in a way, I think it's appropriate. It's by C.S. Lewis, and he was a British writer and lay theologian, and he had academic pos- uh, positions in English literature at Oxford and Cambridge. And he wrote Screwtape Letters, Chronicles of Narnia, the Space Trilogy, uh, and the Christian Apologetics, such as Mere Christianity, Miracle, Miracles, and the Problem of Pain, born in 1898, died in 1963. And he said, the greatest evils in the world will not be carried out by men with guns, but by men in suits sitting behind desks. And, Bob, we realize that affordable, efficient, abundant, reliable energy is foundational to the American idea and people being able to thrive and prosper. And we, we see over with Ukraine and Russia uh, that Russia's trying to take out, um, they typically try to, try to take out energy, um, like fuel deep, depots and things like that. And, and in World War II, that's what, in supply lines, power, that is what happens, you know, in a hot war. But in a way, I feel like we've had kind of a cold war on are reliable hydrocarbons, and that is being carried out, carried out by men in suits. So I'm trying to draw that correlation. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think oil and energy geopolitical commodity, and what you've seen is uh, Putin has checkmated Europe. Uh, he's done it a combination of ways. Uh, one was the rhetoric and the propaganda that was uh, put out by the Russians <clears throat> into the media about climate change and the degree of climate change and catastrophic effects. Uh, we, we saw uh, Europe, in particular Germany, react to that and go with strong investments in renewables, uh, which uh, are not reliable. They're a supplement, not a, uh, a replacement of, of more energy-dense materials like oil and natural gas. <clears throat> Secondly, he built the gas lines to supply Europe. You know, President Trump had resisted North Stream 2. Biden comes and allows it, so it makes uh, the dependence even greater once that line sets up. And he's using it as a uh, war item. Uh, we see uh, <clears throat> now that 40% of Europe's uh, European Union's gas is supplied by Russia. Uh, we see that uh, countries such as Hungary uh, and Austria, 100% of their uh, gas supplies from Russia. So he really checkmated them and, and, and his uh, aspirations to 
uh, reunite Russia and the Soviet Union, he's gone into Ukraine. Uh, people say that he, you know, his position is that Ukraine uh, represents a threat. That's again propaganda. But what you've seen is that Ukraine has great riches. It's strong in agriculture. It's strong in minerals. Um, they hard minerals, and uh, he's trying to conquer that so he can have, uh, further his domain. The challenge is that will history repeat itself? We saw Hitler align Japan, that uh, that axis, the evil axis, and now we have a Sino-Russian axis too, and that's uh, uh, that's something that we need to uh, be concerned about. Um, you know, we have weak men in office now, and we're getting weak results. We need strong men in office, in office to get strong results. We need to stand up to this. Uh, failure to do so uh, will create what's being pushed by the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset for New World Order. And it's taking place in front of you, right in front of us. We're seeing it on multiple fronts. Energy is key element. We are seeing it on multiple fronts, Bob Boswell. And it's beyond me, and, and you mentioned weak men. Uh, and, and strong men, strong uh, having a strong present strong national defense normally keeps nefarious actors in check. And uh, we see with Joe Biden uh, saber rattling by many of the bad actors throughout the world right now. But how could how could Western Europe, I'm going to say, be so dumb to to become so reliant on the Russian pipeline, on Russian uh, energy sources? How could that happen, Bob? Well, that, uh, it's the propaganda that Russia's been putting out. While they were building up their natural gas resources, productive capabilities, they're building it up to export. Uh, they, uh, at the same time, was building nuclear power plants to supply a lot of their energy. You look at Europe, the only country that has not uh, been victim to what this uh, economic, uh, geopolitical uh, energy uh, weapon is being used is France. France has been building their uh, uh, It's just bad policy. Uh, it's been propaganda. Uh, Russia has funded anti-fossil uh, fuel groups, both in the U.S. Uh, and, in, uh, and in Europe. Uh, we're seeing this play out. Uh, we talked about stupidity. Uh, look at California. California <clears throat> Has gone the renewable routes. They shut shut down nuclear power plants. Uh, they're having uh, investment in the renewables, which aren't so reliable, aren't consistent. They're supplements, not replacements. And we're, this is playing out there. Their uh, energy prices are fifty five percent higher than the rest of the country. Um, and taxes are so high, also on a on a gallon of gas out in California. Right. So you're. You know, it's just a, a model that we don't want to replicate. But unfortunately, we have states such as our own Colorado uh, that has tried to uh, shut down uh, oil and gas development, the rate of it. Uh, nationally, uh, we have the president said that he would put uh, fossil fuels out of business. Uh, we have a president that has took off leasing of federal land uh, in Colorado, a significant portion of the land federal, uh, so closing down, and when things turn, prices go up, they try to blame the oil and gas industry. Oh, it's, be- it's beyond belief. Instead of teaching kids supply and demand, if you reduce the supply and the demand uh, is, remains static or it goes up, 
Well, what's going to happen is prices are going to go up. I'm talking with Bob Boswell. Uh, he is the CEO of Laramie Energy, and this is our health and hydrocarbons show. And when we first started this, uh, we were all kind of fat and happy and really excited. Uh, I mean, we're just living our lives. And we, we realize that bad public policy now is really making it more expensive just to live our regular lives. And we need to understand what's happening. It's bad public policy. And um, it's certainly coming from the Democrat side, but sometimes we have Republicans that won't stand up uh, for what needs to be done on this as well. I'd like to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Bob Boswell. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. My friends, we are realizing that affordable, efficient, abundant, and reliable energy is something that we have taken for granted. And it's been been because of our our domestic oil and gas producers that we had gotten to the point where we were energy independent uh, when Trump went out of office and when Biden came into office. And now we are not energy independent. Uh, Russia is uh, in a hot war right now with Ukraine. Uh, Western Europe is dependent on Russian oil. Uh, We have President Biden going to nefarious actors throughout the world saying, hey, would you produce some more? Well, we've got these great domestic producers right here. Bob Boswell, this is beyond belief to me. Well, you're right, Kim. It is uh, beyond belief. Uh, You know, we've seen where Biden, the first uh, one of the first items when he came to the office was shut down the key Keystone pipeline, which would import about 800,000 barrels a day of oil out of Canada. Uh, That's been replaced with Russian oil, where we are importing about 600,000 barrels a day. Now, we've since cut that off. Uh, We've done it rather quickly, and that's going to have some ramification on prices as we try to uh, find new sources. You know, at one point in time, we were energy independent. But when you have a president that comes in and says he's going to shut you down, we have uh, regulations, pressure put on us, we have ESG, uh, where the environmental, social, and governance items being dictated, uh, reporting an additional scrutiny. Uh, at a time when the U.S. producers have reduced overall emissions by 22 percent 
uh, while increasing production. The only country in the world to do that. About a third of the world still burns wood, uh, uh, dung, and and uh, other products that uh, are far more emissive uh, in the combustion of them than we have in the U.S. with clean burning natural gas. What is more, they've shut down LNG terminals. They have not really permitted any on the West Coast. There's been um, resistance to that. We're, that's 11,000 miles closer to Asia. Uh, would help with Japan. It would help actually China and negate some of the dependence of China now on Russia. There are a number of factors in here, and it's hard to believe what's happened that uh, we're shutting down U.S. production while he's going out and talking to Venezuela and Iran, where we've had uh, dictators that uh, use uh, 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 energy as a weapon, uh, particularly oil. Well, and Bob, if we buy oil from uh, Venezuela or Iran, and we know that they are, are bad, they are very bad actors, then in essence we're funding them so that they have money to act badly. Well, not only funding them to act badly, but also funding them to build, a, particularly in Iran, a, a nuclear weapons. So it's, it's outrageous. It's, it's wrong. I don't think the public is totally aware of what's happening here. It's hard to understand the media coverage um, uh, and how uh, much uh, misalignment we have in our policies uh, currently. And Bob, this didn't just happen. This has really been, uh, well, you mentioned the, the World Economic Forum and uh, the Great Reset. And my friend, Dr. Jill Vecchio, I had a bunch of girls over last night, and uh, we, we talked about the Great Reset. Uh, and then Jill and I also did a podcast that's going to roll out this weekend. But it all started with with this whole sustainability. The, 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 um, it was global warming. I remember global warming. Well, then the globe wasn't warming, so then they changed it to climate change and and blame everything on weather. I mean, the climate has changed throughout history, and then it's man-made uh, climate change. But yet, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about when uh, you know, there, there were the great buffalo herds out on the plains. I mean, they certainly were... Um, yeah, how can I? They they certainly were doing doing the things that living beings do that they're blaming uh, humans for. Does, uh, am I making any sense at all, Bob? I hope I am. Well, no. I, yeah, I think what you're talking about is in the context of climate change is emissions. Um, the combustible materials do provide uh, uh, emissions. It's a matter of degree. The primary one being CO2. CO2 is nature's fertilizer. It's called a photosynthesis. Uh, man thrives, uh, at, or planet thrives at a thousand parts per million. We're today at 400 parts per million. Planet dies at 100. Um, there is a correlation between the increase in CO2 and temperature, but it's not linear. It's not catastrophic. It's actually asymptotic uh, and levels out uh, at a certain position. The Earth has been as high as a thousand. We're having a greening of the planet right now because of. Uh, the increase in CO2. So it's a, it's been a, a really a, a political uh, element that has been uh, used to try and, and uh, achieve certain objectives, uh, and those uh, are we're seeing the results of the use of climate change and the attack on fossil fuels uh, 
you need we need to look at the betterment of humankind. A lot of the world does not is you know does not have access to clean burning fuels. We need to be able to do that. That means building LNG export terminals to make people less dependent on uh, uh, regimes such as the Russian and the and the Iranian. Uh, and we're not doing that. Instead, we are dictating <clears throat> regulations on our industry here that make it more expensive, uh, make it, it takes more time to get things done uh, and changed. Uh, and uh, it's all about our, our bad policy and misunderstanding of basic energy uh, physics. Bob, what is the status of our Rocky Mountain producers? Uh, because, I mean, we're, we've, we've got such great opportunity here, but you talk about California, but when, what I see happening down here at the state legislature and then um, with uh, the different executive uh, bureau- bureaucracies here in Colorado using their power to try to push people into electric cars or a variety of things instead of letting people make their choices on this. Uh, I, I think that Colorado's not very far behind California. How are our, our producers doing during this very difficult public policy time? Well, it's been a challenge to get permits to drill. Uh, you know, for a period of time, um, the permitting while these new regulations uh, were being instituted slowed um, uh, down the permitting. There was a period of time where there are no permits issued. Uh, the uh, governor liked to point out that we had 2,600 permits out there. Um, those 2,600, 1,000 had expired. Uh, about uh, four to 600 have uh, environmental lawsuits. And so there's about 1,000. We'll drill those up pretty quick. But the rate of, 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 of permitting need, needs to increase. Uh, the governor's trying to respond to that. He's working with these agencies. Uh, we do have re- new regulations in, uh, some of which are belt and suspenders or creating additional costs that are unnecessary, uh, but we'll have the cleanest molecule uh, produced in Colorado. And so these, uh, these, uh, these uh, policies. Uh, so we're ahead of the game from that standpoint. It's penalized us in the capital markets somewhat because of the increased costs of producing oil and gas in Colorado, uh, but I think eventually it will uh, balance out. Okay, Bob, so you mentioned cleanest molecule, and I was thinking about last summer when California had their forest fires, and I, I think, again, I think it's bad public policy because um, we're not managing our forests. And the the Native Americans used to manage their forests. In fact, I think it was Patrick Moore that said that in the springtime, when uh, it was, uh, you know, the runoff from snow, that the, the Native Americans would do a controlled burn in some of the forests so that you didn't get these intense forest fires. So you mentioned that here in Colorado, we're getting to a very clean molecule from in the oil and gas industry. But I'm thinking about there were people that could not go outside last summer because of the smoke in the air from California and those forest fires. And I, I'm just, I, how can you match up that you don't manage your, your forests? You have these intense fires. People all the way here in Colorado can't go outside if they're on oxygen. And yet we're, we're really putting, you know, screwing down on the, 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 um, oil and gas industry, and the oil and gas in- industry is what provides affordable, efficient, reliable, and abundant energy. 
And uh, so their narrative of what they say they want to do is different than what's really happening. Well, I think, again, you look at California's policies, uh, where they've directed their funds. Uh, it's been into these renewables. Uh, they've uh, neglected to uh, uh, really maintain their electrical wires. A lot of these fires were functions of uh, poor electrical transmission wires going down, st- setting forest fires. Uh, the federal government on federal lands has uh, not had the funding in place to manage the force so these some of the clean cuts and things that you would like to see done uh, have, were not done and that's that's added to it so you've got more uh, with the pine beetle you've got more uh, dead uh, dry uh, wood on the ground and that's just added to it so we haven't really addressed uh, the management of our national force um, due to lack of funding to the extent we should well why don't they just print some money for that bob <laughs> <laughs> That's for everything else. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, hope. What looking into the future as as we look at the geopolitical landscape right now, it's kind of scary. And um, being strong, being energy independent, uh, is so important. What 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 does your crystal ball look like, Bob? Well, I think what is happening now will help people realize the importance of having reliable, uh, clean energy. And I hope it'll help people recognize that as an industry uh, in the states that we are doing those things and problem-solving issues that relate to emissions. Uh, Colorado uh, has addressed this in many ways uh, with um, uh, the flaring rules that have been implemented, the uh, fracking rules, uh, all the different things that are in there. And You know, we're looking now more at carbon sequestration. That's more in the combustion end where you get into utilities and things like that. Uh, but we're, uh, you know, we're an industry of mainly scientists and engineers, and you give us a problem, we'll solve it. And I think that's being manifest uh, in spades uh, in, in our country. And we are seeing the emphasis uh, in our <clears throat> gas compression packaging manufacturing groups uh, where they are looking at, they have energy transition programs that are actually uh, looking at uh, applying different technologies that we use in the oil and gas industry to produce hydrogen, uh, to pr- produce uh, alternative means of uh, sequestering uh, CO2 for the utilities and others. So um, <clears throat> I, I see that uh, it's going to even out. There should be a balance. I'm more concerned about what's happening globally and the impact on our country. Uh, and what we're getting caught up in, uh, and that we need to uh, be more firm. We need to have stronger leadership, and we need to have people that have a, uh, a national uh, objective that's for the betterment of the U.S. and mankind and not for a, a political power uh, and concentration uh, reset, world, new world order, <clears throat> which that gets into the uh, big brother syndrome and that, that's not where we need to go as a as a as a nation or, or as a, a world well um definitely and uh so that's going to that's why elections matter so much 
here in America, and uh, we're we're realizing that. And so I think people are paying attention. Their people are becoming involved. And um, my friend Rick Turnquist, that writes a number of op-eds for us, said that uh, there's there's three pillars to human flourishing, and one of those is our oil and gas industry, and that is uh, reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy. We've taken it for granted. People are waking up, and... um, and they're becoming involved. So, Bob Boswell, I so appreciate your partnership with the show because, as you know, we're trying to look at these issues and help inform people so that they can talk with friends, friends and family about these important issues. So thank you to you, uh, Laramie, Laramie Energy, as well as Carousel Oil & Gas, for your sponsorship of the show. Thank you, Kim. Okay, and and my friends, we're going to be talking with Christy Whaley in in the next segment. She's one of my fellow, or in the next show, uh, hour, uh, she's one of my friends from Liberty Toastmasters, and we're going to be talking about Excel and uh, their Smart Meter program. And uh, I I've got something that was presented at our my little city on the Excel Partners in Energy program which I'm concerned is uh, not really helping people have abundant, affordable, and reliable energy, but is actually going to make things more expensive and control people's lives a bit more. So we'll be talking with Christy in segments two and three of the next hour. And then the last segment of the show, you can call in and call in earlier versus later because we're getting uh, up against the the time clock. And I'd like to have more conversations on that. So that phone number is 303-477-5600. But our quote for the end of the day is C.S. Lewis, and he says, One of the most cowardly things ordinary people do is to shut their eyes to facts. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. This is hour two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. My friends today strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. Uh, You were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with, and that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Jen, Echo, uh, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. 24 hours away. (laughs) I, I love Fridays, too. I love Fridays, too. But as time, as fast as time goes, it'll it'll be Friday next week. Quickly, <laughs> we've got so much going on, and you're everybody's working so hard because it is so important to engage in this battle of ideas that is raging in our our world today. 
And uh, that's why we look at these issues. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or this is the big thief right now, Steve, and that is government-induced inflation. I might have another one for the list. Okay. Elitist politicians, disconnected elitist politicians. Okay, we'll have to add that in there, too. Okay. Uh, This next hour, uh, my good friend Christy Whaley is in studio, and she and I are in Liberty Toastmasters together. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Kim. And Steve, it's great to be here this morning. I don't know how you get any work done with this gorgeous view. Oh, isn't it fabulous? It (laughs) it really is. Be careful. We'll put down the blinds. (laughs) So pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Liberty Toastmasters. You and I have been members of Liberty Toastmasters for quite some time. Yes. And I I actually had a, a listener that reached out and said that he would so recommend that anybody that's running for office or even just as we're on the radio, that people attend Toastmasters, Liberty Toastmasters. And it, it is a commitment. There's some Saturdays where it's like, ah. Oh. And then I get there, and I learn so much from our fellow uh, Liberty Toastmasters. It makes us better. Uh, you're great with uh, words, narrative, and we just learn so much from each other and would love to have people join us. Oh, for sure. There are some people that are very comfortable when they first come. There are others, their their knees are knocking. And to be able to see people go from the knee-knocking stage to the much more confident, happy to be up there. Most people, when they're starting off, if you're not comfortable being in front of people, you're going to have a lot of, of anxiety about yeah. it. And to see that disappear and then see people that are already good become even better. So it, it doesn't matter where you are in that journey of learning how to communicate better. And that's what we, we really want to do, especially in this day and age when we need to be able to persuade people. That was something that my mother always said. If I, had the, if I could do anything in the world, it would be the ability to persuade people to our point of view because... It's the American point of view from you and me Mm -hmm. and Steve and the people at Liberty Toastmasters, and it's a great view to have. And we need to persuade people, I think, to that viewpoint. Well, and the first component of it is is articulating it to ourselves, then articulating it as we speak. And Liberty Toastmasters is a great place to do that. So Liberty Toastmasters Denver meets the first and third Saturdays of each month down at the Independence Institute. And Liberty Toastmasters North meets the second and fourth Saturdays of each month up in Longmont. And we'd love to have guests. And I've thought a lot about this. There's been this program that the radical Democrats have called Emerge. And it is where they bring in women. It's primarily for women. They train them how to speak, how to dress, how to win, uh, also how to read a crowd. I saw an Emerge candidate that was uh, presenting to a Republican group, and she actually she didn't tell them everything that she represented, and she did get elected. And then when she got into office, she actually was more Marxist in her um, her policies. So they have that. We as free market people, we need to put some things together. So Liberty Toastmasters, highly recommend that. And then 
you attended Helen's, and we didn't talk about this, but we, you attended Helen and my workshop that we yes. did on media training. And we are doing another one this Saturday. We still have a few spots. Honest, honest thoughts on it. Well, what I learned at um, your seminar the other day was, well, it was kind of going along some of what we learned at Liberty Toastmasters, clarity. You talk about clarity all the time. And it, it helps to prepare, obviously, when you're going to be interviewed. Uh, prepare for all kinds of things, the way you, you dress, not only your words, but they say some, they, the experts say that you have just a few seconds to make a good impression. Mm -hmm. So you were showing us how to make the best impression possible. Because again, that goes along with communication. If you turn people off right away because of the, you know, the, your appearance or what have you, you stagger in drunk or something. That would not be a good idea. <laughs> that would not be a good idea. That's kind of a given. But, um, one time I went to something talk about reading your audience. It was about it was after I was laid off from a job, and they had. Uh, I went to a seminar. The guy showed up very very late, uh, dropping papers all over the place, and I thought to myself, I mean, right away he had lost some credibility, and then later he proved that he was not a credible teacher, and. Um, so appearances do count, and as well as your words, your the way you look, the way you sound, and reading people, like you said. We talk about, in Toastmasters, we talk a lot about eye contact, and that's one of the ways you can read your audience is figure mm -hmm. out, are they asleep? Mm -hmm. Are they riveted? Are they yawning? Uh, so it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. so, so I learned a lot of that at your seminar, and I would recommend it highly. Okay. Well, thank you. I didn't. I didn't set you up on that. I wanted That's honest, okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> honest response on that. And Christy, we're going to be talking about um, the Excel Smart Meter program in the second and third segment, and then we're taking call-ins in the last segment, and that number is three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. But before we get to that, two things. First is our bill of the day. I, no, I, actually, I want to go to quote first, and this is from C.S. Lewis. And he was a British writer and lay theologian. He held academic positions in English literature at both Oxford University and Cambridge. He is best known for his works of fiction, especially the Screwtape Letters, the Chronicles of Narnia, and the Space Trilogy, and for his Christian apologetics such as Mere Christianity, Miracles, and the Problem of Pain. I Now, I've read Screwtape Letters, did all the Chronicles of Narnia, Mere Christianity, but... Um, I have not read the Space Trilogy. What about you? I have not. I've read most of the Screw Tape Letters, Mere Christianity, and you can go back to read you know, certain chapters. There are certain chapters I love of that. I have not read the Chronicles of Narnia. Again, parts of oh, it. Oh, you'd love it. Movies, and I'm sure I would because I love, uh, well, I love stories like that, mm -hmm. and I love this author. I think he's, he's an amazing man, C.S. Lewis. And I love the fact that, well, not necessarily love the fact, but I think it's intriguing that he was you know, once an atheist. And he said it was it was almost painful for him to become a Christian, but finally the knowledge that uh, it had to be true. Mm -hmm. It had to be true. And so he writes about that in Mere Christianity. And, and I would love to, that perspective of the lion in the Chronicles of Narnia. That sounds it's, really cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's quote for today. The greatest evils in the world will not be carried out by men with guns, but by men in suits sitting behind desks... I'm going to say down at the Colorado State Legislature. You betcha. 
Any other thoughts on that, Christy? Um, I, I, I agree with it totally. I, I'm, I'm thinking lately with all the things that are going on, people are, I, I believe people, this isn't the right way, our governments, the people in suits, the men in suits that are in government, are what are screwing everything up. <laughs> I mean, the, the people themselves will be just fine if you get out of their way. Mm -hmm. But these, these people in suits that are that are causing all these problems. We're going to be talking about that day with the smart meter and um, this thing in Ukraine. I mean, and the, the whole COVID mess with this so-called expert Fauci, a man in a suit. Right. And I'd say Shutting it's down people's suit. lives. Shutting down people's businesses. Yes. yes. And the diff we had yesterday Brianna Spica on yesterday and her son ended up, um, because of forced mask wearing up in Larimer County, ended up with an infection in his, in his ear, cellulitis. And afterwards, Patty and I were talking, and she said, Kim, I'm not sure you realize how serious that was. It had gone, gone into his tonsils. She said, this is very serious. And here, as we say, it's men and women in suits or bureaucrats mm -hmm. and politicians right. that are making these decisions instead of letting everyday people make their decisions. And as C.S. Lewis says, that's the greatest evils that occur in the world. Exactly. Um, I heard that yesterday, and it was uh, it was riveting, and it was outrageous that her little boy has to go through that. I know. And and they, I think she said they self-fund their insurance, and so they could use some help with that. And it's, um, what is it, go, send, go, and then the Spica family, I right. think is what right. it is, if you want to help them out. Um, let's quickly talk about the bill of the day, and that is... House Bill 22-1305 has Democrat sponsors, um, Representative Carrie Veo and Matt Gray. They're both Democrats. There's no Republicans on this. And it is, get this, Christy, we have this terrible thing. And I think it was passed via initiative. It was the Paid Family Medical Leave Act. It, would, it wouldn't have been Act. Initiative. Uh, actually, Patty will let me know about that. Um, I'm getting them mixed up. There's so many things out there. But basically what it is, is that both employers and employees will pay into this insurance fund. And then people then could supposedly take time off to help with a family member and be paid to do that or um, having a baby. That all sounds really good. But how about we lower taxes and let people keep more of their money and they can they can save and plan for a rainy day instead of here what we'll have is government picking winners and losers. But you know it's a really bad piece of legislation or initiative when during an election year they come out and they say – the bill summary here says the bill reduces the premium paid by employers for the state's pay, paid family and medical leave program starting January 1 of 2023 through June 30th of 2023, six months from nine tenths of one percent. Did you figure out exactly what that was, Steve? You and I were not on our uh, arithmetic. Um, I still maintain that it's only, <clears throat> excuse me, one tenth of one percent. Okay. Eighty one hundredths is basically. Yes. You know, Oh, it'd be nine-tenths of 1%, well, maybe. Well, it went, started at nine-tenths of 1%, and now they say, well, we're going to reduce it to 8100s. Which, if you break it down, that's another tenth of a percent. Got it. Okay. And it's peanuts. It's nothing. It is. And then they're going to uh, transfer money from the general fund for this. Six months. Very, very little uh, break in this. And that's what they're doing down there at the legislature when... We have big things going on, Christy. 
Oh, Kim, it makes me sick. It, <laughs> it really does. It's, uh, uh, they're so manipulative. It and, is. Uh, talking about a, a decrease of, of it's, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. nothing. And yet people will hear a decrease. Yes. And they'll and be yet, so excited because of we've had so many increases lately. And yet once we get closer to uh, you know, the midterm election day, will we have representatives uh, uh, Caraveo and Gray spouting off that they what they did to help oh, I'm sure they will. working oh, yeah. people? Yeah. I mean, yes, we reduced it by a little bit for six months. They'll be touting that. Yes. And what the, what the let's connect the dots here. My friends, if lower taxes are helpful to businesses, then maybe we should just reduce taxes across the board. Oh, Kim, you make too much sense. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Christy Whaley. She's done a lot of research on this Excel smart meter program. Christy, whenever I hear the word smart, like smart communities, smart cars, smart, I realize that probably dumb is actually the real thing, but we'll find out about that. Uh, Before we do that, though, another great sponsor of the show is Castlegate Knife and Tool, family-owned business located right here in Sedalia, Colorado, and uh, they have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. Great place to get something for your kitchen, or if you're buying for a chef, a sportsman, or a collector, Castlegate Knife and Tools is the place for you. That is castlegate.com, castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Christy Whaley. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We greatly appreciate that. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And sometimes force comes in the... Um, the masquerade of uh, its coercion or incentives or language. And Christy Whaley's in, in studio. She's a fellow Liberty Toastmaster. And we were talking about these smart meters. And I want to set this up, first of all. Excel Energy, from their website, says the benefits of the advanced grid and smart meters. First of all, with all these EMP shows that we've done regarding electromagnetic pulse, Excel's not doing anything to shore up our energy grid. Uh, maybe, I, maybe that's too strong. They're hardly doing anything. I shouldn't, you should never give a total. They're not doing anything. They're hardly doing anything. But it says the advanced grid is building the energy future. I mean, listen to these words. It includes new tools and technology to give you more control. Wait, to give you more control. I'm thinking, 
wait, that means not you, but somebody else. It gives somebody else more control over your energy use. Creating a better experience, not so sure about that, with improved reliability and faster outage restoration and delivering more clean energy while helping to keep your bills low. But Excel's been down at the PUC, PUC asking for rate increases on a consistent basis. So I'm not sure I believe all that. But tell me about smart meters, Christy Whaley. Well, Kim, like you, I've gotten a bit cynical. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Is that coming through? More and more. <laughs> well, you can't help it these days. If you're not cynical, I think you're not awake. <laughs> so we're woke, but in a, the right way. In a different way. Yeah. When I first heard about smart meters, I I was alarmed just because smart has become a trigger word, kind of mm-hmm. what you were saying. And I thought, my meter seems to work just fine. They they know how much energy I'm using. They they bill me, I pay it, it's it's not a biggie. So when the smart meter, I got this notice for the smart meter and they were going to come by and put it on and it was going to help. Well, they're basically, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to help. I think I emailed mm-hmm. you or texted you to, to say, do you know about this? <clears throat> Excuse me. And it seems to me it's just a monitoring system. It's a way to monitor you, monitor you to find out when you use your energy, they talk about time of use, T-O-U, time of use, and they talk about peak hours. They already know the peak hours for people when they use their energy. Why do they have to monitor it? And apparently these smart meters, I, I looked into it, I called, I asked the lady, I was a, my, my primary concern. So you called Excel? I called Excel, yes. And my primary concern was monitoring me. I don't want to be monitored any more than I already am, which is quite a bit, I guess from every every which way every way every way and i expressed the concern that i was afraid they might shut off my energy and she seemed exasperated she was acting as though where where is this coming from it was as though she was getting a lot of comments about this or questions about shutting down your your energy if they didn't like the fact that you were using more well one of the reasons i think they're doing this the consumer is not their main concern anymore. Their main concern right now is shutting or reducing emissions to 1.5, reducing them to 1. Uh, from 1.5 percent, I think from sometime in 2005 or right. 6. Until, uh, and that has to be done by 2030. Okay, so, so let's just talk okay. about that. Sure. Their baseline that they want to reduce us to in Colorado is, uh, a, I think, a percentage of what we were using in 2005. Mm-hmm. And that's before Colorado had all this growth. Exactly. Hello. I mean, you've got an in population growth that doesn't seem to take that into consideration at all. So. <laughs> did they hear you or did we just hear it? Okay. Steve said before EVs. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. another thing. The smart meters, they'll measure how much energy, if, if you have a, a charging station for your car, of course, that'll go into into that. Um, that's a little segue there. But um, uh, so the, their their primary concern is reducing our carbon emissions. It's not producing affordable 
reliable, reliable efficient, in, and expensive, a, abundant energy. Abundant energy. And I like you, Kim. I like my coffee in the morning. You know how much I like my coffee in the morning. This morning, I like leftovers. I had leftover coffee. I put it in my microwave. You know, there could be a time when I don't have that capability, or they'll say you can use your energy from 11 in the 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You know, to do your energy to do to. Or you could you use coffee. this much energy exactly. during that time frame. Right, right. And so I don't understand quite the purpose of the smart meter, because apparently they do already know peak hours for people's use, which just makes sense. I'm not going to be making coffee at 2 in the morning or watching television or doing anything at 2 in the morning. I'm going to be sleeping. But So it's a monitoring system. Plus, I heard that some models of smart meters have a kill switch. Which I think, I don't know if you've, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've heard about the kill switches that they're going to be putting on possibly some new cars. The ability to just to something, you'll be monitored, and if the, in your car, for example, they think your eyes are off the road for too long, they'll just shut you off. Well, I'm thinking the same thing could happen with these smart meters. They just shut you off. It could become political. If they find out that you don't, uh, what if you're, you're not complaining a, too much about smart meters? <laughs> what if you're deemed an, uh, not essential? Exactly. Yes, you don't need energy. Yeah. <laughs> you have your home business, so everybody's working from home. But yes. But li- okay, I'm going to just mention this. Mm-hmm. This is from XL Energy, and it says, with your smart meter, you'll get two-way communications within your smart meter to provide remote connect disconnect capability. Ah. Uh, so your service could be remotely connected or disconnected depending on state and local requirements. And this provides you with quick and efficient response time to your start-stop so- service requests. Do you see any danger in that, Christy Whalen? Oh, maybe just a tiny bit. Just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I'm being very, very, very sarcastic. I, I, that's, I didn't know that. And that's, uh, I think it's just horrifying what's happening. And, I, and not to mention the expense. I've, I've seen a website or a, a Facebook post where prices are going up with the smart meter, not double, but tripled and quadrupled. And in the very bottom of the letter that said you could opt out of the smart meter, which is what I did, it has in very small, well, it says you can opt out. There's an additional fee. but If, if you opt out. If you opt out. And... Oh, and another thing, by 2025, their their goal is to have 100% of the Colorado population on smart meters. I don't know how they're going to achieve that, but it could be that they decide they're going to charge us an extra $1,000 a month if we don't have a smart meter. Okay, and with that, I'm just going to mention this. I've not been paying – you know what, let's go to break because we're at, down at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll come back because I've not been paying attention to local government, but what the – agenda is is they they're at the federal level the state level also the local level and i have not been paying a lot of attention to what's been happening in city council in my hometown since i got off city council in 2016 but i'm starting to pay attention again and uh, i received i saw that they uh, had on their agenda item an update regarding the excel partners in energy program and so you see this layer on layer on layer. And uh, so let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the smart meters from XL Energy with Christy Whaley. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. In, stu- uh, in studio with me is my good friend, fellow Liberty Toastmaster, Christy Whaley. And you, I, I think you texted me when you started to look at this whole Excel smart meter thing. And we said, we need to do a show on this. And before we went to break, I said I'm starting to pay attention to what's happening on the local level. And in art, in my town, there's been basically plenty of money because Lone Tree has Park Meadows Mall. So there's been all kinds of money. People like the medians. Uh, We've got a police department. People are pretty happy. And so not really paying attention to what's happening at city council. Of course, they did just pass, and this was a big fight, a really big tax increase. And think about it, my friends. You've got that tax increase on uh, the things that you're buying now, um, whether or not it's on the Internet or you go to the mall. Um, but I think people are going to start to pay more attention to that. Of course, we have inflation now. But but uh, I, I saw this, and I was concerned about it. It's an update regarding the Excel Partners in Energy program. And they have these toolkits that include public outreach, energy savings, and new construction. And we know that uh, and to try to rebuild up here in the Boulder County fire because of all of these rules and regulations, that it's as much as $100,000 to mm. do that. Home energy savings. They say that, but our energy price are, is going up. And business outreach. So they had these workshops, and they said that they were reaching out to uh, the community. And then I took a look at it. And there were 16 people on the energy action team. And 11 of them were either employed by the city or on one of the boards or commissions. There was no everyday businesses included on this. And then there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people from Excel. And they all got together. And so I called uh, and talked with one of the staff people and said, when is the city council? When is this going to be before city council? And she said, well, it may not actually be acted upon by city council, that it's just endorsed by the city council, and they might create what's called a memorandum of understanding. And so that's getting away from representative government. And so I wanted to connect that dot with what's happening with the smart meter. Comments? 
Oh, Kim, I'm sitting here shaking my head. Nobody can see that, but I, uh, it's it's just appalling. It's, again, going back to the C.S. Lewis quote about men in, you know, suits. men in suits are doing these kinds of things. And the average everyday person, the consumer of energy, is not being... Not being consulted. They're not being represented. And they're not, they don't have the knowledge. They don't know what's happening. And all of a sudden, prices are going to go up. My main concern is I won't have energy. I mean, the price is, is secondary. It's close. It's definitely close. But we really could not, we might not have the energy that we're used to. I mean, there, I believe people like, or companies like Excel are. It's, it's like they're going to kill the goose that laid the golden egg, which is our, it's our energy. And, and our deal with Excel is that your job is to provide affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy. That's the deal. That's what we think is going to happen. And, uh, I, Christy, we may need to button this up because it looks like, Steve, the phone lines, people are really interested in calling in. Is that right? Should we try to get to break early so we have more people, give people more time? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, he's trying to sort all that out. So a couple of things. I I went to, again, Excel Energy, and they said, our vision is to provide 100% (laughs) carbon-free, okay, uh, electricity by 2050, and non-carbon-free energy sources are not reliable, efficient, abundant, or uh, um, affordable. But it goes on to say, give it, and they use all these words, giving you more options to protect the environment and use new, clean energy technologies. The advanced grid, which they are not securing, will help us provide you with even more clean energy because it will allow us to maximize the use of carbon-free energy sources such as solar, wind, and hydro. And a new smart meter installed at your home will provide you with detailed energy usage. It will also provide them with detail. They already mm-hmm. have it. Mm data and will give you the ability to choose how and when to use technology such as batteries and electric cars. Okay, I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay, well, one of the things I read about doing some research for this is these RFRs, radio frequency radiation is what they'll use in the smart meters. It's basically dirty electricity. They talk about clean, but it's dirty electricity the way I understand it. Also, this dirty electricity could cause health problems for people. It says that some people have experienced heart palpitations, leg twitches, headaches, uh, people that are electro, uh, electrically more sensitive than maybe you or, or I or perhaps whatever. Uh, the RFD, RFRs are 160 times what a cell phone gives you. And sometimes okay, so now this is the communication from the smart meter this, back to Excel? Yes, yes, okay. how it's read with okay, this, this got it, got it. radio frequency radiation. So you could even end up with weird medical symptoms that you're not, you might think it's the China virus. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but it's, it's your smart meter. And it's, it's you know, going back to what you were saying, I get so excited. Well, not excited because I'm happy. I'm excited because I'm... I have agitated. so much to say. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. I read this somewhere on an Excel's website. Many anti-smart meter arguments reflect a lack of trust in regulatory and utility organizations. You think? Uh, you think? Uh, but notice how they're labeling it. Anti... Yes. Oh, yes. We're anti. We're not pro-energy, pro... Mm-hmm. Reliable, affordable, efficient, and abundant. Wonderful energy. <laughs> okay, so was that again, was that note anti smart meter? Is that what you said? That's what they called it. Many anti smart meter arguments reflect 
a lack of trust in regulatory and utility organizations. <laughs> we should trust them, don't you think? <laughs> Just blindly. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's. Um, it's pretty remarkable. And Isn't again, it? language. You. You're really kind of a specialist in language, oh, and you can you, you can see sweet. right through that the way that oh, yeah. that is put um, distrust anti, and 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 it's not just in this issue. You can take those words to all of the other issues out there. Definitely, it's so man- manipulative. I've been reading so much on other subjects too, but um, how they manipulate us. Okay. And, and if you don't get it then you'll be charged for not yes, getting it. Yes, and by 2025, they want all 100% of Coloradans to be on smart meters. Okay. And then you can go back to, and I, oh, I got to find the notes on this. City of Lone Tree, as I went through the notes on this, there's only a few communities that have uh, actually instituted this. And um, I can't believe... Uh, Anyway, it has a whole energy profile. I have a whole bunch of notes here, but I can't. Oh, here we go. It said, Lone Tree applied to Partners in Energy in 2021, joining more than 30 other Colorado communities. That's not that many, Mm -mm. quite frankly. And what's so interesting about Lone Tree is uh, they've presented themselves as uh, Republicans. But yet when I got on city council, I saw all of this is this is World Economic Forum stuff. This is Great Reset stuff. And this is right here on the local level in a little community that people think that that they have conservative leadership and they don't. I agree, Kim. It's You have to be knowledgeable and you really have to search it out and listen to your show and find out some of this stuff because it's going to look totally the opposite of what it, what it is. I mean, just calling something a smart meter. Oh, I want to have a smart meter. I don't want a dumb meter. Right. I like the meter I have, quite frankly, right now. Right. It seems to have worked just fine. Yeah. I have the energy I want. Uh, and it's it, they're tied in also, Excel, with the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And they've, I think they're just adhering to what their recommendations are in shutting or reducing carbon emissions for no other reason that they think this is going to help again, uh, work against uh, so-called climate change, which is bogus. But in essence, the other thing is using public <clears throat> policy. So we can yes. see that Xcel Energy and um, the Colorado Department of uh, Health and Environment, the Air Quality C- Control Commission, these are all bureaucracies. Mm-hmm. And they're all in bed together. And then they're using public policy. And this is brilliant. On, and, and in a diabolical way, Big business, big government like each other. So Excel gets goes down to the legislature, to these bureaucracies, and they help them craft these policies that are shutting down our oil and gas industry. So they're using this to shut down an industry that provides reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy. We like that. We realize we like that. We've taken it for granted. And under this guise of climate change and reducing our uh, our emissions, uh, they they then have used public policy to get rid of their competitor over here, and we realize we everyday people like the competitor over here. So, what's your thoughts before we go to break? Yeah, I wish there were more competition. I think we might see a whole different ball game if uh, XL didn't uh, didn't have a monopoly on our energy didn't, or exactly. electricity. Yeah, yeah, because and, they do, and uh, some rural areas don't have to worry about it quite so much, but. 
but I sure do, living in the city or living in the suburbs, and it, it gets frightening thinking mm-hmm. about what could happen. And they are shutting down coal coal plants, and, and um, we're not going to have the the reliable energy. They, they talk about being dependent on solar and wind. I mean, have, are you kidding me? Right. Solar and wind? It's been... Oh. Never mind. Well, and <laughs> well, and one other thing in this uh, in this plan that I mentioned, uh, it uh, from the city of Lone Tree. No, no, no. It's over here on the Excel thing. It said um, batteries and electric vehicles, but they don't have the honest conversation about the rare earth minerals that are required uh, for those batteries and those electric vehicle batteries. They don't talk about it at all, about uh, what to do with those batteries. Do you remember when uh, just the batteries in your flashlight, they said that you need to get rid of those in a a safe manner? It makes it more difficult. They don't even have a conversation. We don't even have an honest conversation about that. No. And you feel like they have to know this. They can't be that stupid. That's what I I think about. Some, some, Some of my friends think, well, they can't. Why are they doing this? They can't be that that dumb. I go, they're not. They know, and they're not, but they're not letting us know. So right. they're not letting you know, letting us know about the, the different minerals that go into what's required. Right. And uh, and I did go to a, um, was invited by friends John and Rosemary. I went up uh, northern Colorado. There was a wind farm that, that they were taking down all of the, the old um, uh, um, wind towers, I guess it is. And the destruction, the, the amount of concrete, the amount of, of metal, iron, and then uh, you can uh, those um, wind turbines are not biodegradable. So they not truck them or uh, put them on trains, and they send them to a wind graveyard. And so, uh, as, and Steve always brings me back and says, we're not anti-wind, we're not anti-solar. What we are about is we want to have an on, honest conversation about the whole spectrum. And here we have Excel. Uh, over local government, down at the state house, individuals with the smart meter. Let's button this up. And I'm hoping that we had, I was seeing the lines really um, uh, light up. So please call in 303-477-5600 and call in early versus waiting until 755 because then, you know, we get hung up on time. So be sure and call in. Uh, and Christy Whaley and I are here. How do you want to button this up before we go to break? I would just say be very, very careful before getting the smart meter. It sounds like it's a bad idea, at least from what we know so far. It's a dumb idea to get it's a smart a meter. It's a dumb idea to get a smart meter, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have a bumper sticker that's a dumb idea to get a smart meter. And just just be aware. And I think people are. I've just seen comments of, you know, do you know about this? Do you know what this could end up being? And and you got to get – got to get educated right and think and, and think what could the consequences be down the road right and why they're doing this why are they doing this and it's not for the consumer it's no, not for it's you not. and me it's it's, not. it's uh, for some agenda that i think is pretty obvious and and they're all in cahoots together okay yeah they're cronies Mm-hmm. And a big business, big government like each other. And boy, we see uh, right now the radical activist Democrats, big business, Google, Facebook, you can say all these names. They like big government. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, please call in early. 303-477-5600. Uh, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. 
Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. My name is Kim Munson. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And I'd love to have you call in. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. Love to hear what you think about uh, it's a dumb idea to have a smart meter. Let us know about that. Uh, Christy Whaley, I know you've got some other notes there. Uh, let's go ahead and go through some of this other information that you have researched. Well, Kim, I think we covered quite a bit of it. I People need to do their own due diligence, I think. And I was reading a quote about, from Churchill, and he was talking about experts. And he says, nothing would be more fatal than for the government of states to get into the hands of experts. Expert knowledge is limited knowledge. And the unlimited ignorance of the plain man who knows where it hurts is a safer guide than any rigorous direction of a specialized character. And that's uh, kind of a lot to say in... Basically, you and I are the best judges of what's good for our lives. ourselves, our homes, our yeah. lives, our families, our, you know, what's best for our community. And don't rely on the experts. You think Excel is the expert in energy. Well, they're where we get our energy, most of us. But they're not necessarily, they're not gods. <laughs> right. And we've we've trusted that we have this relationship with them. They are the vendor and that they're going to provide the best, reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy possible. And we're seeing that that's not the case. So, Christy, we've got Scott on the line from Colorado Springs. Scott, what's, uh, what's your thoughts? Um, you're talking about the new meter thing. Yesterday, somebody came by. Uh, and it, this was through the doorbell camera. I was talking about shutting down a power plant and wanting to change out the meters in the neighborhood. And now that that you're talking about it, it clarifies what he's what he's referring to. I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to get that. Right. And and yes, they are trying to shut down. Isn't it the coal-fired plant down in Colorado or um, in Pueblo, Scott? I don't know. Okay. So, but what you're saying is somebody came to your door regarding trying to sell you a smart meter. Uh, it sounded like the thing kept cutting out, but he did say something about wanting to get everybody changed out in the neighborhood and trying to schedule it for next week. Wow. 
Okay, Christy. Yeah. As far as I know, Scott, you can opt out of it. And in fact, I had opted out. I called Excel, opted out of it on a Friday, I believe it was, and then I was gone for the weekend, came back Monday afternoon and found out that a smart meter had been installed. I called them immediately, and I was expecting to get a, or have a hard time about it, but she was she was very nice. She says, no, it's, you did opt out. We'll have someone remove that. So they did that. But you can opt out and just give them a call. Okay, okay Scott, anything else? Um, well, it's more like what you did, talked about yesterday about the senatorial debate. Okay. What's your, what's well, your comment uh, on that? Well, I haven't seen that. And to me, it's important because for my district, I'm one of the delegates, and I would really like to be able to meet all the candidates and see their debates. Okay. Uh, Colorado Hispanic Republicans, um, they're going to post it, I think, on their website. Why don't we have Steve get your contact information, and I'll get that information for you regarding um, that particular forum. Do you also put that out of your newsletter? Because I do receive that. We have not done that. I'll talk to Zach and see what he thinks about that. Uh, that's, That's making us think even further outside the box, Scott, so we'll have to check on that for you. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks. Uh, Christy, whenever people are knocking on your door to do something like this, I realize that that, again, may be a very bad idea, giving you all the benefits. <laughs> right. Well, for me, it's not much of a problem because I don't answer the door if I'm not expecting yeah. anyone or if I look out the peephole and I don't know who they are. So uh, so that's not a problem. But just uh, again i go back to manipulation and pushing you in a certain direction you're not going to hear the other side of the story if they're at your door wanting to put wanting to install a smart meter that is such a good point because what we have seen in america in and i saw this also when i was on city council is these different boards and commissions or even like dr cog uh, the Denver regional council of governments is they wanted to get everybody in the room to totally agree that it would be unanimous. And that was never really, well, I guess it. What they did want to get to the point when we did the Declaration of Independence that they would get to a unanimous vote for independence. But there was a lot of conversation, the pros and cons. What we're seeing now is that city councils or people are presented only one side instead of the other. And so we have to put our thinking caps on on that, Christy. Right. Just be aware of that fact that you're not getting the other side and then if you don't really understand it in the beginning it's hard to ask questions so uh, before you jump into a smart meter i would say think about it think about it twice and uh, we have now mark from black forest mark from black forest what's your thoughts good morning um, my question is really not uh, specifically on smart meters, but it is related to energy. Okay. Um, I learned in high school, as many of us did, um, that the, the way of the world a long time ago was, you know, plunder. Different uh, countries would plunder the other, or different tribes would plunder each other. That was the way of the world back then. And that trade, trade kind of softened that. Trade... Um, between different uh, tribes, countries would would improve relations. So my question is, why is why even before the the war in Ukraine, why was the United States trying so hard to prevent 
uh, Russia from trading energy to, with Europe. Okay. Their pipeline, pipelines. Well, I think, Mark, it's because then uh, that they're totally dependent on Russia for their energy. And once that happens, if Russia decides that they want to be a bad actor, then you get into a situation like this. If you're energy independent, if Western Europe was not dependent, Austria, Germany had, had um, you know, had this movement towards renewables. And if they were not dependent on Russia, then Putin wouldn't have as much power uh, over them. And I think that's why there was this encouragement to, to not have them be dependent on, on Putin. Uh, Mark, your, your thought on that? Well, I mean, not every country can be energy independent. Um, some, company, some countries have oil, some don't. So you need to trade for, for what you you know, you need to trade what you have for what you don't have. So um, I just, I just don't understand it. Seems like, um, and I'm not on Putin's side in any way, shape, no, or form. Good, but good you know, question. It, just, it puzzles me why, why we were so intent on stopping Russia from trading with Europe. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Christy. Thanks, Mark. My, yeah, my thought, Mark, is that Germany went away from the. I don't know if they destroyed their nuclear plants, but they were pretty much, I don't know if they were energy independent, but they didn't need to rely on Russia. Now they have to rely on Russia for coal, and this, which is very, uh, the type of coal they get from Russia for their energy needs is very dirty, but th th that's another subject. But they had done away with being energy independent, pretty or at least close to it, Germany was. So now the price was astronomical. People were without energy, so now they are having to rely on Russia. So I don't know if we're necessarily saying we don't want you to rely on Russia or a, a country to rely on Russia, but they had the, the stuff that's well, that powers and, and our lives. We've got about a minute left. And to Mark's point is being trading, value for value, right. capitalism uh, actually did get rid, rid of plundering. Uh, and plundering used to be coming across, and I say it, with a weapon to take your stuff. But now we see, in a way, public policy here down at the state house that is plundering our lives because it is making energy that is available and, and trying to stop that. And we are, we're having to spend more of our hard-earned dollars because of all this public policy. We've got a minute left. What's your thoughts on that, Christy? Well, Kim, I... It's it kind of scares me what what's happening. Well, it does scare me all when you look at every which way. But again, it's it's more manipulation. It's going to cost us more. We might not even have the energy that we're used to. Um, you know, most of the world. I read someplace that three billion people in the world don't have the energy we have to power up a, a, an American refrigerator. And fossil fuels basically they fund or they help human flourishing. Without that. We're we're back to we're back looking to, for wood and right, dung and stuff right. to heat our right. homes and and cook our yeah, food. Exactly, Christy Whaley. Thanks for being here. Oh, it was great, Kim. I loved it. Oh, so much fun. And uh, my friends, we're at the end of the show. I so appreciate all of you. Our quote for the end of the day is: One of the most cowardly things ordinary people do is to shut their eyes to facts. And that's C.S. Lewis. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. 